You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. Good to be here. I'm really excited about this topic um, this morning. Um, it's knowing God and loving God. And, you know, I, I have been thinking a lot about our relationships in general, thinking about uh, starting this new podcast. I'm so excited about it, uh, working with uh, some of the women to host it and to brainstorm and to talk. And, you know, I just I think that relationship is one of God's blessings. It is one of the things that he's given us to live this Christian life. And, you know, he gives us, obviously, our connection to him directly, but he also gives us each other. And I am excited. We're, we're planning on starting this podcast uh, November, or October 2nd, the first Friday of October. And um, you could be praying for that and praying... Uh, for all the things we're going to talk about and and uh, bring to you, present to you, and talk to each other about, and it, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be good, good time, and uh, hopefully, it'll add to our wisdom and understanding, our connection with each other. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, you know, I think one of the things, one of the reasons I, I wanted to do this was because I, I think we need that. I think we need that connection with each other on a real, a real level, like a, a friendship level. We need, we need each other so much. And, and I don't, you know, I, I mentioned this in the last lesson, you know, the kinds of friends that you come over and, and laundry's on the couch and nobody cares because that's not why they're there to inspect your house or to see how perfect you are or for you to show how perfect you are. But to be with each other, to live life together, to help each other, to um, recognize that we all have our, our weaknesses and our faults and yet we're together and we're for each other. We've got each other's backs. And so I'm looking forward to this podcast. I think um, it'll be really good. But um, in thinking of all of that, I, I was thinking, gosh, we really have to be close to God to have this. And I was telling Robert, in, in some ways, I, I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over. And yet, it is the message that I have on my heart very um, deeply, that we know God, that we love God, that we are motivated by our love for God. And, you know, I, I just, there's no way of, of getting around this point. Like if we don't have this right, then everything we do as the disciples, um, we will have wrong. And so, you know, I wanted to start by looking in Luke 10. And I know this is not probably not the first time you have read this scripture, but who cares? It doesn't matter. We have these scriptures here so that we can understand them, so that we can know them in our heart and our mind and our soul. And um, so look in Luke 10 and verse 27. Uh, this is in within the, you know, when the um, experts on the law stood up to test Jesus 
and we're asking, you know, who will inter- uh, inherit eternal life? What must we do? And in verse 27, Jesus says, okay, this isn't just anybody. This is Jesus who tells us what is most important. Okay. So he says, it says he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, this is, this is what Jesus said. This is the greatest commandment. And this is the second one that all these things that we learn in the Bible rest on these two things that if we can get this down, which will take our whole lives. But if we can think this way, if we can love this way, we will understand so many things in our life. We will have wisdom for all kinds of decisions because we understand this. And, you know, when I I think about this, um, to love God with every part of us, with everything we are, to love God that way is is would be amazing to do, to accomplish and to keep accomplishing, to live out. Um, obviously, we're not going to accomplish it and stay there. You keep loving, you keep investing, you keep growing in your love and your understanding for God. And and that is, um, it's amazing how, you know, okay, even myself, um, gosh, I can never remember how old I am spiritually, but um, I became a Christian when I was 17. And to think of reading the Bible practically every day of, of my life since I was 17, uh, I am still learning so much about God. I am still learning so much about His love, about His grace, about His discipline, about so many things in my life. But it's amazing how we can keep loving God. We can keep growing in our love for God. And to love him with all of our heart, that means to love him with all of our emotion, our devotion, our loyalty, that we think of God first, that we love God that way, that we are more committed to God than we are any other person on this planet, any anybody, even ourselves included, that we love him that way, that we love him with all our mind, the things we think about, the things we meditate on. The way we correct our thinking when our thinking is wrong, um, making sure that our thinking is worshiping God, that our thinking is attached to God, that we love God with our mind and our soul, our true self, not not the the body necessarily like who we look like or how we dress or or, you know, that kind of thing, but with our, our self, like who we will take on with us, like who the person who is going to keep living, the one inside, the one that not everybody sees, the one that most, a lot of people don't even know. Um, the person we are when we lay our head on our pillow at night, that person with all of our thoughts and fears and past and present future dreams, um, that person love God on that level when we're all by ourselves and nobody is there. 
you know, and then to love God with all of our strength. And it's, you know, to love God with all of our strength means there's going to be some hard times. There's going to be some times where, you know, we don't understand God or we don't understand the situation. And honestly, there have been times where I come to that place where I don't understand something. And instead of pointing the finger at God and blaming him for something, I try to remember and realize, okay, first of all, he knows everything. He is perfect. He is love. He is good. He understands all people, all situations, the past, present, future. He knows everything. So if I don't understand something, I want to try to understand him rather than getting him to understand me and all my needs and all my wants and desires because it doesn't work that way. And so to, but to love God with our strength means that there's going to be some hard times that we go through in our life where we do feel like we are struggling to keep holding on. And yet we do. And I'm so thankful, you know, God tells us up front that he won't give us more than we can handle, but sometimes it feels like more than we can handle. So it's really important for us to remember that to love God with all our strengths mean strength means that we keep trying, you know, and I think of the scripture that says you have not yet suffered to the point of shedding your blood. And uh, honestly, that's always encouraging to me because I think, okay, I've got some more. I can keep going. I can keep fighting. I can keep, um, keep going. I can keep focusing on Jesus. I can keep looking to God. And, you know, God always, just when you feel like, ah, I can't handle anymore, he's like the perfect trainer. He knows how to give us enough to strain our muscles, but he doesn't give us enough or so much that it breaks us. And I appreciate that about God. I love that about God, that he knows exactly how much we can handle and how much we can take. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to love about God. And, you know, I, I think of John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that... You know, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Like, you know, or that God, God, we know that God loved us. We know that Jesus died for us. We know that his love is there, that he is given and given to us that way. Sometimes I don't think, honestly, for myself, that hasn't always impacted me. I haven't always felt like I understood, like God so loved the world, he gave his son. Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't connect exactly. Or to know that Jesus died for me. I mean, sometimes it connects, sometimes it doesn't connect. But I think that, you know, what, what matters is who, do we love him? Do we love him back? He loves us. That's clear. It's stated. It's there. And the more we realize it, or the more we look at it, the more we think about it, the more we put ourselves in his position, the more we can see and know that God does love us. But loving God, loving God, drawing close to God is our part. Um, 
You know, and I think of how, first of all, we need to know God. We need to have him present in our mind. We need to be familiar with him, with his ways, that when things go hard or go tough or go challenging, that we're not questioning who he is. Because we have looked at so many scriptures, we have seen so many things about God that we are confident of who he is. Um, you know, and I think it means recognizing that some of the, some of the things he does show something about his character. You know, I think about the sun rising every single day and setting every single day. How consistent is that? How consistent God, like creation screams of God, how consistent he is, how loyal he is, how loving he is, how caring, how powerful, how gentle, how detailed, how, you know, caring of animals he is. I mean, he is, he has given us so many things to know him, but I think, um, I had someone say to me, uh, not long ago that, they didn't know if they loved God or that they, you know, that, that, well, yeah, that they loved God or that God loved them. And I, I was thinking about this person and, and this person loves good. Lo- and I think loves God, maybe did not grow up knowing God or knowing who he was going to church, things like that. But I said to her, I said, you know, God is love. Like if you think of all the people who have ever loved you, if you think of love and in all the ways like that you have seen it displayed and um, God is love. God is faithful. God is caring. God is is someone who thinks of us, who cares about us, who guides us and helps us. And so maybe you're just not recognizing who God is in your life. And what he does in your life and how he, how he shows up in your life. And, you know, I think we need to look for that, that how God shows up in our life. You know, um, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I, I feel attacked. I feel like, oh my gosh, you know, my house is a mess. I didn't get that done yesterday. I didn't get this done and blah, blah, blah. You know, I can start going down this road of negativity. And I have to like, first of all, love God with all my mind and stop that thinking and think, okay, no, your house is a mess. So clean it. But, you know, or, you know, but that's not everything. That's not the most important thing. That's not all that's going on in your life. So don't like just dive into that. Anyway, why am I saying this? I think it's again, recognizing God in our lives that we don't just dive into a hole. We don't dive into negativity. We see that God is working in our lives, that all good things come from him. You know, I think of James 1.17, it says every good and perfect gift comes from above the heavenly, you know, of the heavenly, the father, of heaven. And so I think it's recognizing how frequently he shows up in our life, how um, often he blesses us and guides us and leads us. And, you know, I think that it is training ourselves to see God and then also pursue God. 
Um, in Proverbs 2, uh, I want to read that 2, verse 1. And again, you know, I think sometimes we can read, like, for instance, this scripture and think of it only in in terms of studying the Bible with someone, that when you don't know anything about God and you want to know something about God, you should look for him like this. Like, we can kind of think that way. But this is for us, all people, always, forever. This is the, this is truth here. And it says in Proverbs chapter two and verse one, my son or daughter, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You know, I think to have this on our heart, in our mind, and to recognize that this is, this is good to, to pursue God is good. And I, I want to, you know, to love God, to know God. This is such an important concept. And um, last week I, I talked a little bit about, you know, following the spirit and that the spirit and the flesh were in conflict with each other. And that is absolutely true. Um, but like this is a little bit of a different angle because it is. Um, focusing on God and yet that love that we have for God is what changes us. And I want to read something. This is a book I started and, you know, I, I don't claim to understand every single thing in this book because it's deep <laughs> and it's good. So I keep reading it and reading it and I really want to understand it completely. And, you know, it's interesting because there's a lot of things in here that ring true to me that I did know, but the way he writes it is such a, it is so good to read and to recognize the truth of what he is saying. Um, but this book is called Renovated, um, Renovated by Jim Wilder. And it is also, um, it's teachings by, of um, Dallas Willard, who has now passed away. But, um, he, he's written other books, but, um, I want to read this, uh, little piece of it because I think this is pretty, pretty intense for our Christian development. Um, it's under, you know, the title attachment love. And it says the only kind of love that helps the brain learn better character is attachment love. Okay, the only kind of love that helps the brain learn better character is attachment love. The brain functions that determine our character are most profoundly shaped by who we love. By who we love. We know God loves us. And we know that God wants to shape our character. He desires that. He wants to show us what's good and what's right and what's pure and how to live our lives because he knows what's good for us. But it says here that 
the only way it says that the, the brain is changed, you know, our character is changed by attachment love. That the brain function, the brain functions that determine our character are most profoundly shaped by who we love. So that's why, you know, although God loves the whole world, like it says in John 3.16, and gave his only son and Jesus died for us, not everybody will love God. Not everybody will turn to God. Not everybody will look to God. And yet, if we do, if we love God back, that is what changes our character. That is what makes it possible to live out, um, you know, Galatians 5, 19, or 20, I think it's uh, 21, um, the fruits of the Spirit. But, you know, it's interesting because this got me thinking, um, it, it got, it, it helped me realize something because I know that sometimes, um, even if someone lives in an abusive home, um, when they are anxious or distressed or troubled or, or feeling lost, that sometimes they'll go home anyway, um, or I thought about how, you know, we've, we've often asked this question, why is it that women who ha- are abused by their boyfriends or their spouses, why is it that they stay in that situation? How come they don't run away? How come they don't flee? And, you know, I, I was thinking how the, the women who stay usually believe that this person loves them, that this person cares about them. Even if the, the action is not showing it, they have loved this person. And so they'll stay. And so I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, we underestimate the power of that attachment love. That when we are attached to, we love somebody, it is a profound thing, but it, it shapes who we are. It shapes how we think. It shapes our character, whether that's good or bad. And, you know, that's why I think for to open ourselves up to be attached to God, who clearly loves us, clearly has our best interest at heart, is a win-win. Love God who loves you. Love God who has died for you. Love God who has made this world for you, who daily tries to communicate his love for you. And, you know, I, I, I also thought of a few things, um, when I read this, um, little piece here is, you know, the, the scripture that talks about bad company corrupts good character. That's true. Like who we love, who we allow in our life to influence us will either change us for good or change us for bad. If we are focused on God and his characteristics, his, you know, love, patient, kindness, or we're going to read that in a second. 
you know, we, we will become more like God. But, you know, I, I think about, um, there was a time when our son, he was in the eighth grade and, um, he was really starting to get into a lot of trouble and he was hanging out with a lot of kids at, you know, from a soccer team at school. And, um, actually we didn't even let him hang out with them as much as he wanted to. And I'm not trying to say my kid was so, so innocent and pure because that's not the case. I don't mean to say that those kids were trying to corrupt my kid. I'm sure my kid was trying to corrupt them too. But I, I think that, you know, at this time in the eighth grade, I, we saw him becoming someone I don't believe, he didn't want to be. I didn't believe he wanted to be. And, you know, I think, you know, we decided that we were going to move out of that neighborhood into a brand new neighborhood. And we did. And we told him. And at first he was kind of upset because he's going into high school, right? And we realized right away, it doesn't really matter if the school is rich or poor or, you know, those, that kind of thing in one way in, in, in the sense that there are kids who, you know, do good and bad things in all schools. So, but, you know, I think that when we were deciding to move, we were deciding to take him out of a situation that we saw was more than he could handle. And to put him in a new situation that he would possibly be, make some new choices and new, you know, have some new direction in his life. And, you know, it was, of course, right after the school year of the eighth grade, and we had told him in the beginning, and we're looking for a place. And, um, you know, finally, right before school started, he told us that he was actually glad to be moving. Because even when he decided to do some of the good things that he wanted to do, he would go back and be with his friends who he'd already had a history of not doing good things with, that it was really, really hard to change. And, you know, it did make me think about how, you know, we are, when we are attached to people, um, when we're attached to God, when we're attached, we change, our character will change. In um, 2 Corinthians 6.14 talks about, do not be yoked to unbelievers. Um, and I think that that is, you know, you think of the word yoked and being connected to, having to go in the same direction with um, an unbeliever is a dangerous thing because your goal in life is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Their goal in life is not that. Now, what it is, I don't know. But if it's not to love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, then you're going to end up in a place that you may not want to go. So I just, I think that to have this attachment love and the thought that it, it, it makes us who we are all the more tells me we have got to know God. You know, when we, when, you know, and even, um, even spiritual disciplines, they're good for getting us in the presence of God. Like reading our Bible is good so that we will read the words of God. 
Praying to our God is good because God will hear us and answer us. Or, you know, the different, the different spiritual disciplines that we develop, you know, we can't have confidence that those are the things that are going to change us. But it's God that's going to change us. It's not those things, although those things will put us in the presence of God. And so I think that, you know, it's super important that we realize to know God, to entrust ourselves to God, to attach ourselves to God is being a Christian, is being somebody who is being shaped and formed by God. Um, in um, Galatians 5, the, the scripture that I read last time about the sinful nature and the the fruits of the spirit. You know, I was thinking about how the fruits of the spirit, they are the fruit of living in the spirit. Okay. That sounds like, okay, Michelle, we get it. Um, but it's like a, a tree, you know, you have a tree and if it has fruit on it, you don't just, nobody's trying to make an apple. It grows from the tree. It comes from the tree. God put it there. Um, it is something that will come naturally from being. And when we are allowing ourselves to be in God's presence, he will help us to become more loving, more faithful, more um, loving our brother or our sister or you know, just having the fruits of the spirit that come from God, he will produce that in us. Um, you know, I think of how, you know, I think of the word love and honestly, okay, I've told you I became a Christian when I was 17. And when I was a young Christian, I remember like thinking that love was kind of wimpy, um, that it really wasn't that great. <laughs> I mean, it sounds kind of stupid now, but I, I, I was taught when I was a kid that I should fight, that I should win, that I should be better than, I should be best at, not I should love everybody. Um, you know, and I think of how uh, John was the son of thunder, and I liked that. He was a say it like it is, speak it like it is, you know, blow people away, be strong, be cutting, be witty, um, be powerful, be successful, be better than other people, be prettier, be stronger, whatever it is. Those things seemed great to me. Love didn't seem that great to me. But first of all, going back to, you know, um, what was it? Uh, Luke 10, you know, that Jesus said to love God and to love your neighbor is the first and second best thing you can do with your life. I think that this view is warped and twisted and crazy. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 1, uh, 13, let's just look at it. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 13. Okay, and we all have read this before, but let's look at it. And starting, 
uh, just above 13. It says, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give my body to the flames and hardship, then and I, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It does not, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Um, you know, this, the older I get as a Christian, the more I realize how powerful love is and how, you know, who, <clears throat> who I love is what's going to change me. Who I love. So if I'm sitting with a sister, if I love that sister, there's a hope she can change. If I love my enemy, there's a hope that they can change. If I focus on my love for God, he can do amazing things through my life. But I think, you know, it is so important that we get back to this, that this is still and always will be the greatest commandment to love God, to love him with everything we have, to attach ourselves to him, to be attached to him in a way that we are attached to no other person and to let his life change our lives, to let his presence change our mind, change our thinking and to do that, we, we need to draw close to God. And so, you know, I hope this has helped you. I hope that you will think about uh, these things, study these scriptures, uh, think about these concepts and how true they are. They are true. And we can be changed by them. We can be changed by love, by our love for God. So I hope this is great for you. I love you. I will be praying for you. I'll be praying for all of us. Thank you. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.